when Pastor Kim told me to preach, um, you know, I began preparing what kind of message I should preach, and I asked to the Lord by praying. For a while, God, God did not remind me of anything. God did not um, give me any inspiration. And one day, I was praying in the main hall, and I saw this one vision. And I saw this black curtain, and through that curtain, I saw this light penetrating through. And this light was covered with these black linen, black, black clothes. <laughs> and, and our kids probably would not understand, but, but it was like these nightclubs. Do you guys know what nightclubs is? So, so it makes you enter into you, this self-satisfaction and because you see this small light, you are not so um, uh, frustrated. So I thought to myself, why um, am I in, in the church and still look at this vision like, like a nightclub? And the light was covered with this black uh, curtain and black room. It was inside that, that black linen. And I saw people fighting fighting for this darkness. And this dark uh, black curtain is getting bigger and bigger and it is not getting disappeared. So, as you see this black curtain is being bigger and bigger, you might think and misunderstand that, oh, my world is getting bigger and bigger, but, but it is only your world. And there is this one vision that I saw. And what, what that is, is that I, and whenever I go to Everland with our students every year, there are roller coasters, right? And this one roller coaster, and the name was it, used to be a, um, uh, I forgot, but, but other, other, it changed its name to Championship Rodeo. So, so turn, turn off the lights up here, please, because we have to look at the slideshows. And this, this is not a roller coaster, but um, this ride anyway. And that, that, that uh, yellow board is um, rotate, that rotates. And the, these chairs, the seats, they, they rotate too. Why do I remember this? Because this is located near the entrance of the Everland. And, and because I wrote these for the first time, and it made me so um, dizzy and I nearly puked. So in, in every seat, why is this roller coaster fun? Because it rotates to the opposite side of the board. And it makes you feel like it makes you feel like it, it makes you feel like you will um, be be bursted out to the outside. Why why am I seeing this? Why am I showing you guys this? It's because church is moving in a, such a fast pace. But we are also spinning together. 
So we have two different axes. Um, the the axis of the church and axis of myself. And we used to have lots of people who have their own world. And what happened? Whenever the church is spinning, they shouted, Oh, I'm dizzy, dizzy, stop spinning. And now church is rotating even faster. Church is spinning even more. And we cannot stop. Why? Because there are not, not many. As all these different generations um, rose up, we don't have lots of people who are spinning on their own. But, but still, we still have our own world. There are still um, areas that have not been dealt by the Lord and that those areas are shouting out, Oh, stop spinning, stop spinning. And, and they misunderstand and say, Oh, because the enemies, uh, oh, this is not the word of the church. This is word of myself. And <laughs> and when when this when this maximize what what do they say they say oh I surfaced I surfaced they are rotating um, in the complete different direction from the church and this is what we are doing in this war in this warfare that we are doing because you feel tired you say oh let's just take a rest let's take a break. Well, you can take a break, but even if you take a break, it's the same. So you have to be stubborn in this war. You have to be, be um, continuous. So when you are riding, when you are riding this um, spinning thing, what's the most important thing? You need to enter into the center. So you, you need to uh, fix your uh, center in, uh, with, um, into God's center. So let's look at, look at this. Let's look at the video how this roller coaster is uh, running or this ride is running. So doesn't this seem dizzy? As you see these, it's, it's already dizzy, right? So do you guys have this hammer that I told you guys to hold up? Uh, you need to break. You need to break them. And as Pastor, um, Pastor Kim preached about the Holy Spirit through these, these weeks, uh, he told us to enter into this new dimension and you might question, oh, if I enter into the new dimension, does it mean that I, I will see the new things? And I asked the Lord, Lord, what does it mean to enter into the new dimension? It means that you are getting out of your own world. So as you get rid of your own world and as you enter into the center, then these two different axes will meet in one point. It means that you are becoming a church. You are going with the same flow with the church. And after, just like these, these um, just like this, 
this spinning top and you will move to this next roller coaster. This is something that God showed me through, through my prayer during the week. And this roller coaster is called T-Express. And this T-Express is located next to that, that championship rodeo. And I told, I asked the Lord, Lord, what happens if people move to T-Express and the people who get got rid of their own world, they will uh, float and they will ride on this coaster and we'll see the video together. <laughs> After watching this video, you shouldn't, you shouldn't think, oh, I'm too afraid, I'm not going to ride that, that roller coaster. How was it? They are in all same direction and they are all together, right? And in, in the Easter service, uh, Pastor Kim mentioned about two commandments, right? One is to move the stone gate. But if you are in your own world, you will never be able to move that stone gate until you destroy yourself and as you go to church every day when you feel difficult when you think oh I surfaced I will not go to the intercession today then that means that you are just pausing there it does not mean that you are um, getting rid of your own world so moreover you need to fight together or or the church will stop but in my perspective, I don't think the church will stop anymore. The will of God toward this church will, will not stop. So it's not the time for church to stop, but it's not. Uh, it's time for us to leap over those, uh, rip over those, um, those difficulties. And we will watch this video once again. This is two minutes and a half. Ah, no, never mind. This coaster, this coaster lasts for two and a half minutes. And on the way back from the Everland, there are always these students who boast about how well they rode this roller coaster because this is one of the most fastest roller coaster there there are. And they, they asked me, oh, pastor, did you ride this coaster? Did you ride that? But I, I never wrote that. But. And the students who wrote this coaster, they know what, how it feels. So I'm trying to say that being a church will let you know what it feels like. And one other vision is that And, and it is important where to ride on that rodeo, right? And back in the day, I went to Ireland with, with teacher Tony. And we, 
crowd on this one coaster that doesn't look as afraid, as scary as uh, T Express. And she tempted me to ride on this coaster and she told me to follow and I rode on this coaster and teacher told me was sitting next to me and she said and you will uh, our our ride will will uh, go with the with the stream so so do not be afraid and I realized uh, I knew what the fun of riding coaster is and I have a background the reason why I am being afraid of the roller coasters so during the days when when these these ride called Vikings in in South Korea um, first came out in South Korea I went to ride that thing with my friends and my friends told me because you are being afraid so easily uh, sit in the middle <laughs> and, and, and instead of making me to sit in the middle they, they made me sit in the very back so I didn't know how, how scary it was and my glasses dropped, my, my cap dropped and ever since then I wasn't able to ride on a roller coaster and this is a clear different cases who are being a church who are not being a church and what does this mean? It means that God make us to sit on the... This is the fourth spiritual system in the book of Ephesians when spirit is running the church. You will be able to look one another and see, oh, oh, this is the person that I need to help and this is the person that, that will help me. And when spirit is helping us inside out, this is so scary, right? Riding this coaster, but... This will make us feel like I want to do this, I'm being confident. And you sure, you surely need help. It's not like, oh, I have done this, so you do it. No. But God will make us to be seated well, safely, to have fun together, to enjoy the spoils of war. But in, in order to do that, you need to look around so that everyone is sitting well and within this one big flow of the church you will not be attacked by the enemies and this coaster um, is about like 50 to 60 mile fast and when it's raining it is nearly 70 miles fast so you know, when, whenever I go to Everland, I don't want to ride this coaster, but but if this is the speed that God is dragging me and pushing me toward to, then I want to ride on the coaster. I want to enjoy that. Don't you guys want to do that too? 
So as I was watching this vision, I realized, oh, that is so. With this uh, word of our own world, uh, our church is going into this new season, new, new road that no one has been before. And now we need to have, have, have the text message, main text of the sermon, right? I cannot pr- make the title of the sermon like church and everyone, no. And, and our high schoolers, they were writing the, uh, the song, this new song. They were composing this new song. And whenever, whenever they feel difficult while writing the song, they, song, they sang this song. Hebrews 3, verse 8 to 10. Let's watch this video together. Um, on this is a song they made. song out of the verses um, of Hebrews chapter 3 verse 8 to 10 I guess oh, not this one <laughs> Whenever they feel um, boring, they feel bored, they used to sing this song. And as I was preparing for, for the sermon, I was keep singing along with them, singing, oh, wilderness, wilderness. I was so distracted. And I, I prayed, Lord, oh, I'm so distracted, not the wilderness in me. So I looked, looked in Hebrews chapter 3, and there appears the word wilderness in Hebrews chapter 3. They are very prophetic. And the reason why they were singing all oh, this wilderness, wilderness song is to, to make me look at those Hebrews chapter 3. So what's the reason why I tell you this story is because when, when we ask the Holy Spirit, He will tell us, He will let us know in detail. God will let us know. This is the season that He is allowing us to be like that. And if it's not so, then we need to stop. So this was the introduction. I don't know how I will be able to um, preach the rest. I'll explain a little bit about how I um, found I, I chose a main text. But the main text is Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 to 19. And the title of today's sermon is that to your own church who shares in the heavenly calling. 
book of Hebrews, as you guys know, has been preached in our church for many times, and, and Pastor Kim covered the whole book of Hebrews in, in Panama Conference, in, in conference. And book of Hebrews is very mysterious book, but uh, in that in that historical con- context, they had a background that the Jewish um, Jewish tribe or Jewish people in one community they were persecuted and they had to move to different place. And this author of Book of Hebrews, they he taught them. He taught them, let us return to Jesus Christ. And he reminded them what they have received and how much glory they have fought for. And he taught them, Jesus greater than Moses, Jesus greater than the angels, Jesus who is the great high priest. And until he he uh, shed his blood, so, so under those great persecution, he prepared these Jewish tribe about the martyrdom to be martyred. And because Book of Hebrews is in the structure of the sermon, there are five commandments. So when, just like Pastor Kim, um, he, this author is warning this Jewish community about five things. First thing is to listen to the words well. Secondly, do not be stubborn. This appears in chapter 3. There, are, there is these commandments to think about Jesus deeply, but through this text, um, this author is commanding them to be not to be stubborn. And third is to um, uh, get out of the basics of the Christ. And, and fourth is to strive to gather together. And the last thing, he warns about the cancellation of the salvation. And he warns them to be afraid of being uh, cancelled of, of their salvation. But not, not only he warns them, but, uh, but also he explains them about these heavenly sanctuaries, the, the authority and power of blood of Jesus Christ, and he keeps describing who God is. So, so as we hear this um, sermon story, let us break once again. Let us break with this hammer. Father, Father, we want to return to the basic. We want to return to the beginning. If there are any things that we are holding that is not given by God, let us uh, help us to break these. So if we look at the structure of chapter 3, verse 1 is the most important thing. Therefore, uh, we'll look at the next slide. So, so we'll compare. We'll compare to whom? To whom? To Jewish, Jewish community who have been converted themselves from Judaism. 
So they became a, a great community which imitated Jesus Christ. But in the outer situation, from outer side, they received lots of persecutions, lots of tribulation. So inside of them, there are lots of unbelief, there are lots of betrayal. They, they cease to gather together. So their growth has stopped. And the enemies made them think, oh, let us return to the Judaism once again. But, but, but Jesus' plan is to tell them to think about Jesus Christ deeper. And the enemies want to make them to be canceled of their salvation. But then the author of the Hebrews, what did he say? Let us, let us think about Jesus Christ deeply. Let us only look at the Jesus Christ. And in today's text message, in today's text appears this um, Jewish community from, from the Exodus. So he is making comparison between the Jewish community and the, the Jewish tribe in Exodus. In, in the days of Exodus, the community that Moses led, they had this one purpose to enter into the land of promise, land of Canaan. They had this one purpose. After witnessing, um, witnessing the Red Sea being split into two, two parts, but outer situation, they were unable to get out of the wilderness for 40 years. They lacked the water, food, and inside of them, the complaints and rebellion, lies, those kind of things rose. And even they rebelled to Moses until they want to stone him. And, the, and they thought to themselves, oh, it would be better if we have returned to Egypt earlier. What's the plan of the enemies? They made them think, oh, let us return to Egypt. But they had the strategy of the victory, which... Oh, right. But ultimately, they failed. The first generation of Exodus, they failed. So this author of Hebrews, he made a comparison between that community and Jewish tribe who failed and he's warning them, oh, do not fail. So what is happening to Yolong Church right now? What is our goal uh, to becoming a community of the holy remnants, not only us, but with all the remnants around the world who is preparing for the second coming of the Jesus Christ? So what we are yearning is just like community that is appearing in Zechariah chapter 5 who is completely being um, divided from the Babylon. And, the, and, and around us, we are fighting against Antichrist. We are doing this worldwide ministry. And among us, we are fighting against a spirit of religion, humanism, worldliness, deception, our own world, powerlessness, and rebellion. And these enemies make us keep thinking, oh, it's too difficult. How can church um, treat me like that? Oh, I cannot help but do this. These are the things we say so easily, but enemies, they use it so easily to, to make us think, oh, church is so tough, so stop, stop. And just as I said earlier, he's spinning this, this yellow board like the roller coaster to make us feel dizzy. 
And before Pastor Kim went to Panama, he gave us this plan for victory. To live with the Holy Spirit. Live with the Holy Spirit. So today, you will you will see you will overlap yourself. You are, you will see yourself overlapping um, over this Hebrew community and Jewish tribe from the first generation. And this Jewish community, they were before the tribulation of of having their brothers being dragged to Colosseum and being split into pieces. But they did not give up on their, their uh, belief. So let us fight together just like that. So if you look at verse 1, verse 1 of chapter 3, there appears a commandment. Um, fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge apostle and high priest. Who is an apostle and who is the high priest? This expression that he is an apostle and the high priest, this is not a common expression, but if we look at the book of Hebrews and the whole Bible, we already know that this is Jesus' role. He came, he came with all glory of God, and with His glory, He has shown everything to us. Jesus, as an apostle of God, He, he, did, not, he did not show just by the word, but instead, His life. Through His life, He has shown all the word of God, and He has became he has became an apostle and also for us for us because on behalf of our weaknesses and our wickedness he kept calling us he, he comforted us and he became a high priest if we think deeply about Jesus Christ the things that he has done is to send God's love between him and us and he is keep defending us before God and when we think about him, Jesus Christ then it is possible for us to win um, victoriously over this tribulation that we are facing right now we don't talk about lots of things we don't have to know about lots of doctrines and um, these different ologies only thing that we need to do is to think deeply about Jesus Christ. And deeply here does not mean that we have to learn Greek, we have to learn Hebrews, no. But to be diligent, but to be um, precise. Keep thinking, Jesus, Jesus. Continuously looking for Him, searching for Him. But who is He? He's the one. He's the one. Who came, who, who went before God in order to ask for the forgiveness of sin. He is the great high priest and he is also an apostle to send the message of love toward us, toward this land. He is an apostle, he is a great high priest. So we need to think deeply, we need to fix our thoughts upon him. And who are these people who will fix their thoughts on Jesus Christ? Are those who have been called by heavenly, um, uh, by the heavens, together. Who have been called together by the heaven. What is calling of heaven? It means that 
It means that this is the calling that has been given by Jesus Christ, who is an apostle and high priest at the same time. When I'm in my office, I always call these different students. Come here, um, do these memorizations. And whenever I'm sitting in my office, I call these different students and sometimes I go to them, I, go, I come visit them. And sometimes I tell other students to call upon other students. Let's say, when I want to call Haim, so whenever a friend comes to Haim and say, Oh Haim, um, the, the headmaster is calling you, or Haim, a friend Yejong is calling you, it's different, right? And, and the attitude between the students are different because one of them, <laughs> one of them, one of them have already memorized all the verses and one of them did not. And the students, they do not um, let me know that they have come. But the calling is about the relationship. What kind of relationship do I have between him? This calling is so amazing, it's so inspiring. If not, then it means that you are considering that calling as a burdensome thing. Is this Panam conference burdensome for you? Oh, again, again? No, this is not a time for that. So there was a time that we canceled our conference because of that. Because the grace that we have received is so great that we have to strive in order to, um, to, to live and to jump high, to, to jump over that difficulty. And whenever I call the student and if he doesn't come, then what happens to him? I will call him more and more. And I will send more students to, to call him. Then who would I who would I doubt? I will doubt about the students who have delivered the calling to the student. And if if the students have have um, sent the message right, then who is this student ignoring? He's ignoring me. And if you consider this as a calling of heaven and think, oh, I'm not in a good status, it means that you are keep ignoring God who has given me this calling. Then whose problem is that? Did you hear that headmaster is calling you? So, so this apostle who has, this headmaster who has called the student has no problem. Then who has a problem? The, the students who has ignored, ignored the calling. And our church is, has this calling from heaven, which is so glorious. And what kind of relationship we have between Jesus in order to welcome that calling? So the problem is not upon the calling itself, but upon our relationship between God. Who is the most free person in Ensip? Yongwang, Pastor Kim's son. <laughs> Whenever he come into my office, even from the outside of the door, he will say, "Oh, why did you call me?" <laughs> he's he's also my uh, my nephew too, 
and lots of students have became free now. <laughs> But today, what is the most important thing in verse verse one? If we fix our thoughts on Jesus Christ, then He will He will remember us, and He will remember His calling toward us. And if we remember His calling, then there we need to be able to examine our relationship between Him. So this is the heavenly calling. And, and he is continuously calling upon us. This, not, this did not just happen once. So you need to keep continuously to react to this calling to God. So ultimately, the relationship will determine this calling. And whenever you believe in this calling, then it means that how much how much you will let you know how much you are respecting and honoring this person who has called you. And, and what does this author say in verse 1? To holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling. So if you, if you obey to that calling, you will become holy. Being holy is is about continuously responding and reacting to this calling. You don't, you don't strive for your holiness by yourself, but when you know who you are, when you understand who has called you, when you understand and know what kind of thing He has done for me in order to call me, then this is not something that we can do, but instead, instead we will find the gifts, His gift in us. This, this is the way to respond to Jesus' calling and to be holy. And when we do that, we will become beings who are being separated to the world. And from verse 2 to 6, there appears Moses and Jesus. And this community, this community is trying to return to Judaism, right? So, so the author is comparing the greatest person in Jewish history, Moses, to Jesus Christ. In Judaism, in Judaism, they they um, they consider Moses as such a great person, so that they even call Messiah the second Moses. In verse 3, appears the um, commonality of, of Jesus and Moses. And in verse 4, 5, and 6, appears the difference between Moses and Jesus. So, let's look at the commonality of verse 3. Moses, Jesus has been found worthy of greater honor than Moses, just as a builder of a house has greater honor than the house itself. Oh, never mind, it's in verse 2. Uh, he was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful in all God's house. And Moses also was an apostle. He was a deliverer of the message to, to, to Jewish tribe. Of course, the great high priest was Aaron. And when, when Aaron committed committed the sin of idolatry, the one who asked for the forgiveness of sin for Aaron was Moses. 
So Israel, after um, Moses, had also done the role of high priest on behalf of Jesus, uh, Jewish tribe. And the common, common thing between Moses and Jesus is that they had sincerity, they were faithful. The faith that existed in Moses and in Jesus. So, so we need to look how they had um, secured their faith. The faith in Old Testament. The, the word faith appears only three times in Old Testament in Korean translation only three times then what is faith? one day one day one messianic uh, messianic Jew he said in Hebrew concept they don't have this concept of receiving faith so I looked at the, the word Hebrews so in, in, in Hebrew the faith faith the word of faith uh, came from the word emuna in Hebrew. This word came from emuna, where the word we are familiar with, amen, came from. So it has a common um, context of stubbornness. Bold, bold, sincere, and loyal. So in, in Hebrew translation in Old Testament appears this word emunah for 49 times. So Korean translation translated this word as, as faith for three times, but it has been translated in different words. Then, when, when did this word emuna appear for the first time in Old Testament? It appears uh, in the Old Testament in the story of Moses in Exodus 17 12. Um, chapter 17 12. Let me read this for you. Um, when Moses' hand grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one, and, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So they secured his hands to be held uh, up. So this is faith. Faith is not like, oh, I feel good today, God loves me. And I feel gloomy, um, God does not love me. No, this is not faith. What he's saying in Old Testament is that in all circumstances, you are raising your hands and confessing, I will believe in you at all circumstances. Just like Moses, who is not uh, letting his hands down and keeping his eyes towards the Lord. This is faith. 
Next slide. So in Numbers chapter 12, 6 and 8, if you look at, if you look at Moses' story, Moses, he was faithful, right? Here appears the, the relationship between Moses and God. Let's look at Numbers chapter 12. Here appears the relationship between Moses and God. He said, listen to my words. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. But this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak face to face, clearly and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Then why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant? Moses. So, as it appears here, um, faithful in all my house. So, in English, it is called uh, translated in the word faithful. This word faithful is emuna. This is the same word as faith. So, Moses, not regardless of his condition and circumstances, he had a faith that God will save him and Israelites, and he never let his hands down. This is loyalty. This is faithfulness. So always, he rose his hands. He saw God. And there appears this secret. There appears this secret how he was able to do that. Because he, he saw God face to face. He was meeting God. And when I told this story two years ago in Ansip, Elder Cho Kuneng, he's my father. And he, let's say, he wants to give me um, $1,000. And he told me to come out in, in front of Durajur, this bakery. Then would, would I go there or not? I would, right? I will because I know that he will give me why? because he's my father I know who my father is through my relationship between him and I know that he's the one who will keep the promise he, will, he does not uh, make jokes about those kind of things I have faith and what happens, what happens if my father does not show up? how would I react? Instead of doubting, oh, my father lied, instead, I would worry about him. Oh, he is the one who always keeps promise. And instead of losing the faith, I would wait, wait for him. But let's say, if someone else gave me a promise that he will give me $1,000, uh, but I will wait for about an hour and I would still not see him, then what would happen to me? I would think, oh, that's what I thought. This is not faith. The reason why I am able to believe in Elder Cho for a long time because because I had a relationship between him. So, Faith is not something that I just receive, but whenever I become to know Him, this faith will come automatically in me as a, as a gift. So, so Moses, because he knew who God was, when Amalekites came, he, he commanded Joshua. And 
Hey Joshua, go gather people and fight. I will go to the high mountain and I will raise my hands. And then he will not let his hands down. And Joshua probably were, was not able to shout up to the mountain say, Moses, if you let your hands down, we will lose. No. They did not have cell phone to send the message. No. If the faith is, is the faith that our community has is as pure as that or... If you feel tired, if you feel difficult, if you feel the attack, then ask, Lord, give us faith. Help us not to let, let down our hands. I will not doubt your promise. But instead, instead, oh, what happens? What's wrong? Um, receiving lots of text messages. No, we should, we should keep our faith. Next. And once again appears the faith of Moses in Hebrews 11. Verse 24, By faith Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Why did he refuse? Because he knew God. He met God. Instead, he chose to mistreat it along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasure of sins. Why? Because he saw this eternal kingdom and he, he knew that this world is nothing. He, he regarded this grace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasure of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. Because he saw this eternal reward of, of heaven, he was able to keep his faith. By faith, he left Egypt. Not fearing the king's anger, he uh, persevered because he saw him who is invisible. Why? Because he was able to see him every day. If I say a wrong thing before the king of Egypt, uh, when I return home, I know what God will say to me. By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. So, so they did not pass the dry land after seeing the sea being split open. No, by faith, they were seeing the sea being dry. We are in, in this new season. We are in this new season that as we, as we break through by faith, even though the situations that seem uh, uh, impossible is happening before us, And the result will be told by the Holy Spirit. But instead, if you try to know the uh, conclusion by your own knowledge and own thoughts, thinking, oh, this has to be like that, this has to be like that, then no. Next. Next. <laughs> 
So Moses met God face to face and what kind of faith did Jesus have? Hebrews 12 2 Let's look it together Fixing our, fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of faith for the joy set before him he endured the cross scoring its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God how great of a faith that uh, he had that he how he was joyful before before the cross when Jesus came on this earth he did not he did not um, he did not have a conflict in his mind oh I can't bear the cross for that person but not for that person no Lord I want to receive um, receive these goblet with, with joy receive these these um, cup of, with joy when we fix our thoughts on Jesus Christ we will know how faithful he was toward the calling of crucifixion then we will know how we should act toward him the second thing next from verse 3 from verse 3 of chapter 3 appears the comparison between Moses and Jesus. <laughs> Do you guys know why the slideshow is not going to the next? From verse 3 to 6 appears the comparison between Moses and Jesus Christ, the difference. But Jesus. Jesus has been found worthy of greater honor than Moses. In Hebrew context, the house means God, uh, means a human being, people. Moses, he was a servant who was taking care of the house, but Jesus is a person who will build the house. Then, would you want to return back to Judaism? Moses, if Moses was faithful inside of the house, Jesus is the one who was faithful over that house, outside of the house. So this author is saying the foolishness about the people who are trying to return to Judaism. And in order to fix our thoughts deeply in, in Jesus Christ, our students will let you know who Jesus is. Do not be arrogant. Be memorized from verse 1 to 5 of Hebrews in our, and our student Colin helped me make, making this. This is not a quiz show. From chapter 1 to 5 of Hebrews, in order to help us to understand who Jesus is, to fix our uh, uh, thoughts on Jesus Christ deeply, 
God wants us to meditate deeply who Jesus is, and our ancient students will will help us to do that. Uh, Hebrews 1, verse 2. They have memorized this together. Um, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. So, he is the one that God is speaking through. And he has received everything as an heir, and he is a creator. And verse 3, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation, uh, representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So as we, as we see Jesus Christ, we're, we are seeing the glory together. He's the one who is doing this purification of sin and he's sitting down at the most high place. Verse 4, so he became as much uh, superior to the angels as, as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. Verse 6, and again, when God brings his firstborn in, into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. He's the one who will return. He's not the one who will not return, but soon he will return. So we need to re uh, prepare his second coming. Verse 8. But about the sun, he says, Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. His seat will not be taken over by anyone else. His throne will last forever. His kingdom is a fair kingdom. Verse 9, You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. He's the one who loved the righteousness and who hated wickedness. So God anointed him with anointing of joy. So he is uh, incomparable to anyone else. Verse 10, he also says, In the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Because he's a creator, he built the foundation, and he built the heavens too. Verse 12, you will roll them up like a robe, like a garment they will be changed, but you remain the same and your ears will never end. And even the world will change eventually, he will never, never change. He will still be same and he will come to us. Um, chapter 2 verse 7, you made them a little lower than the angels, you crowned them with glory and honor. He loved us so much that he wore the garment that is um, inferior than the angels, but instead he wore the crown of, he was crowned of glory and honor.
first aid um, and put everything under their feet in putting everything under them God left nothing that is not subject to them yet at present we do not see everything subject to them and everything is being subject under him are you seeing this? not yet but but we are believing in this that all creation is being subject under him when we, when we meet this great ultimate victory then we will see this in our eyes verse 9 but we do see Jesus who was made lower than the angels for a little while now suffered dead, death so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone He, he bore all our weaknesses, all our suffering, even suffering of death. And He has done that on behalf of us. Are you guys meditating upon Jesus Christ? Verse 10. In bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through what he suffered. He's the one who will lead us to glory at the end time, and he is the pioneer of the salvation. Our salvation is only upon Him, and He has been perfected through the suffering. Verse 11, both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. He's the one who is leading us to holiness and he's not being ashamed to call us brothers and sisters. Verse 14 Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil. Just like us, he wore the flesh of um, blood, blood and flesh. He, he destroyed the power of, of devil. So if we are keeping attacked by the enemies, this is all deceptions. Verse 15, the free, and, free, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. And God, through Jesus Christ, gave us freedom. So just like this, the book of Hebrews is mentioning Jesus this many times. He is saying, so if you are trying to return to Judaism, think who he is. Think who Jesus Christ is. Verse 17. For this reason, he had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for sins of the people. Next, verse 18. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Are you in, in, in difficulty? Then go before him. 
No one else can tell you anything. But, but because he suffered from all sufferings, and he is more than able to help those people who are under the temptation. Chapter 3, verse 1. Therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge apostle and high priest. He's the one who is sending um, God's message from his side, and he's the one who will speak on behalf of us. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Um, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we, uh, we profess. Next, verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. He can empathize to all our weaknesses. Why? Because he has experienced all of it. And he was also tempted in every way just like us, but he did not sin. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 6 and he says in another place you are a priest forever in in the order of Melchizedek so he is a different high priest from this world verse 7 during the days of Jesus life on earth he offered up prayers and uh, petitions with uh, fervent crisis and tears to the one who could save him from death and he was heard because of his reverent submission. So in order to complete his perfection, he did not practice his divinity through, through the cries and tears that even we can do. But because he was able to be responded by God is because of his reverent submission. Next, verse 8. Son, though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. Even though he was a son, he did not practice his privilege, but instead, through obedience, he practiced, uh, he, he obeyed to, to the sufferings. And verse 9. And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. And through the anointing, he became the source of all salvation. And that's all, right? Okay. <laughs> we, we memorized only up to chapter 5 and, and in the later part there do not appear lots of verses about Jesus but anyways our kids uh, we memorized until verse uh, I mean chapter 5 <laughs> there are lots of people around the world who have memorized a uh, book of Mark, book of John, but there are not, not many people who memorize book of Hebrews um, of 70 groups of people. I mean, 70, a group of 70 people. My kids are doing so well. So. We are memorizing one verse a day, and our, our group leaders, 
Guru leaders, they say, oh, because these kids are memorizing so well that they, they are now trying to memorize two verses a day. Let's pray for them. I mean, please pray for them so that they will be um, saturated in words. So as we listen to all these different verses, do you guys believe now that Jesus has become an apostle and a great high priest at the same time? Amen. Then what appears from verse 6? In verse 6, But Christ is faithful as a son over God's house, and we are his house. And we are his house if indeed we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory. We do not just become his house because we go to church. No. The hope that we hold in Jesus Christ, the reward that we will receive later, you have to hold firmly. This is faith. Holding firmly until the end, then we will be called a house of God. What does that mean? That we are in His family. We are His family. And this is not action. Faith is not about action. Faith is sustaining the action of holding firmly about this promise until the end. So if you keep, keep fixing your thoughts on Jesus Christ, you need to have this confirmation of hope. What is this hope? That Lord, you are, you are so sure, you are so... And what is, what is the ghost of hope? The Jesus that I believe is the one who will overcome everything over this world. So as you sustain your faith until the end, you will be acknowledged by God that oh, you are my family. Book of Hebrew is keep asking us for these things. So Pastor Kim said that when Hebrews, when Hebrews were selected as a... Um, selected among the 66 books of the Bible. Many people doubted and said, um, why is this book of Hebrews saying so much thing about doing things? But this is not about action. This is about our direction, where I am facing, where am I putting my direction toward to? You have to keep confirm that before God. So toward God, you have to have the confirmation of hope. You are the God who is um, fulfilling this promise and toward the world, we have to have the boast of hope to boast boldly about this God that we believe. And our team went to Panama to boast about this, this, this hope, right? There is a church that the world, that the word is alive. And if you live according to this word, then you will be free. This is what we ought to do. And when we fix our thoughts on Jesus Christ deeply, what, what 
What do we have to do again? We have to um so we have to avoid from hardening our hearts verse 8 verse 7 and 8 um, so as the Holy Spirit says today if you hear his voice do not harden your hearts as you did in rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness in Psalms 95 verse 6 to 11 appears Okay, come let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, the flock under His care. Today, if only you would hear His voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did that day at Massah in the wilderness, where your ancestors tested me. They tried me, though they had seen what I did. For 40 years I was angry with that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they have not known my ways. So I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. In the later part of um, 95th Psalms, especially in in book of Hebrews, it says that they have seen my work for 40 days, uh, 40 years, but in book of Psalms, uh, in verse 10, God said, for 40 years I have um, worried because of that generation. And in that word worry, the, there are lots of meanings. One of them is being being sad. One of them is being disgusted by them. For 40 years, for 40 years, he was angry. He was mad. He was sad. So faith is about sustaining. It's not about raising your hand up and down, up and down. The faith that makes God uh, worry is a false faith. And in verse 1 of Psalms 95, what appears? Oh no, never mind. Verse 6, Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, the flock under His care. So, so we need to listen. We need to hear His voice. We are sheep. We are the sheep that, that cannot do anything outside of him. Let's look at the picture. Look at this picture. So you need to listen, remember two things. One, one is this picture and other is this, this song, Wilderness, Wilderness. This is a this is a picture of a sheep who who ran away from from the house in Australia. He ran away from his he he ran away from his shepherd. And he was so stubborn. But, 
But about for six years, he wondered. And we are sheep, right? We are also the sheep. And, and this sheep does not know what is happening. And we don't, this sheep does not know that these, the hair is even hiding its eyes. And the weight of its, its hair was 35 kilograms. It is getting heavier and heavier, but this ship did not realize why his body is being um, so much heavy. I once told our high schoolers or middle schoolers, are you guys, guys, are you guys feeling these attacks of Panama Conference? What kind of uh, attack? And they said powerlessness. <laughs> and I said, oh, you guys are being powerless? I mean, you guys are always so loud in, <laughs> in Ensign. But this is the picture, picture of sin trying to rule over us. It does not come out of nowhere, but it is keep um, coming near us silently and without letting us know, making us bound. And 35 kilograms of the wool is, is the amount that will make about 61 um, sweaters. <laughs> there is a uh, record of a, a sheep um, who went out of, uh, ran away from the shepherd. But anyways, um, God called us that we are his sheep. He did not call us that we are a lion. If you run away from me, you cannot shave your own hair. And because of these, these um, growing hair, you are becoming more uh, heavier and heavier. And when this sheep was found, because of his hair, he could not see, see well. Be because, he's, because of his weight, he could not eat well. Let's see the next picture. This is taking off the weight of the sin. But we cannot do that by ourselves. And probably he would, he probably did not um, feel that as a heavy thing. We are all like sheep. So you need to uh, unbound your bindings as soon as possible. God, God never tells you to live with the bindings. And He has given us the community to win over the bindings. So we need to go together. So look at the picture. We are all like sheep. We cannot, we cannot take off this burden. If, unless we return to him, uh, one day the sarks around us will devour us. Remember two things, wilderness and, and the sheep. When I, when I saw this picture, 
I confess to the Lord, I cannot do this. Help me. I cannot do anything about this one sin growing on my body. Lord, help me. I need you. So when your heart gets hardened, from verse 8 to 11, appears a cycle, circulation of sin. When your heart gets hardened, Pastor Kim says immediately, this is what happens. You test God. You test God. And your faith comes down, your hands come down, and you ask for the proof. We lost the faith. We ask the proof for God and we test Him. And He makes God angry. And this is a status that God is turning His face away from us. He is showing His back to us. When this loving God is showing His back to us, it means that He is worried. He is being disgusted to us. But more fearful thing is that when, when God is mad, when God is angry, when God is angry, then you will always be deceived by the enemies. Your heart will always be deceived. That, that you, will, you will only be able to listen according to what you want and you will never be able to enter into the Sabbath. You cannot become a good soil. You cannot enter into the glorification. You cannot become a holy and blameless being. And, and the Bible never says about any any status that can uh, be in the middle. So. In verse 12, 13, and 14, in order to avoid being hardened, um, in verse 13, encourage one another daily. And so the word today appears. And in Talmud, there was a one sincere uh, rabbi. He thought to himself, when is this Messiah returning? When is this Messiah returning? And one day, a prophet Elijah came in vision. And this rabbi, he, he asked him, he asked Elijah, when is Messiah returning? And this Elijah said, you ask yourself. So this rabbi, he said, then what should I do? And Elijah said, if you go here, here, this place, that place, then... Then, then you will see him. Elijah said, he's the one who is healing the lepers and he's the one who has this scar on him. So this rabbi, he, he went searching for him. And he went to this person, are you Messiah? And Jesus said, yes, I am. And he said, oh, will, when will you return? And Jesus said, today. And rabbi, rabbi, he had to return home quickly and he had to prepare for the return of Jesus Christ, right? Return of Messiah. 
And no matter how long he was waiting, he, he did not see Jesus. And he met Elijah again. He told Elijah, Oh, I met, I met this Messiah. And he said, He will return today, but he's not returning. And Elijah said, He said, He said, Today, if you listen to his voice, if you, return to, if you listen to his voice, so you have to listen to his voice in order to that day to become today. The word today does not mean 2023, um, May 28th. No, but God is keep counting. He did not lie, but He's waiting for us to fulfill and qualify this qualification for His return. So we all need to listen to His voice. But being able to listen is only able by faith. So when you hold faith, then He will return today. So the word today will always appear. And what is saying here? But encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. So in verse 13, he says, so that none of you, none of you, he does not say, oh, only that person needs to, only that person, no, none of you. That none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. So see to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. So as long as it is called today, today, are you listening to the voice of, of God today? Encourage one another daily, daily, today, tomorrow, every moment. Encouraging every day, daily, it means that tell your brothers and sisters, so you have to face one another and tell them you have what what is happening you you don't seems good why is this encouragement so important in order to avoid from being hardened, you have to awake one another. This is a secret for us to keep our faith. Verse 14, we have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. And when, when Moses was not letting his hands down, there was Aaron and Hor. They didn't see any glory, but they, as they helped Moses to hold his arm firmly, then all tribes of Jew, Jews were being able to be victorious. 
We have been called as Aaron and Hur. But we surely do need Aaron and Hur in order for all to be victorious. Next. So Aaron and Hur and Joshua. Moses said, Tomorrow I will hold the scepter of God and I will um, stand on the peak of the mountain. And he has decided that he will hold his hands up high. Then what did, Moses, uh, what did Joshua do? He went out according to the Moses' word and he fought against the Malachites. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur, they went to the peak of the mountain and um, one held on one side and one on the other side so that these, these arms would not fall down until the um, end of the sunset. So the Israelites were victorious through that. Lastly, Lastly, in verse 13, uh, verse 14, we have come to share in Christ. This is faith. We hold our original conviction firmly. Then we will become, we have come to share in Christ. Not only we become his family, but we will receive the same glory as him. Then we will enter into Sabbath. What is the Sabbath? That we will not be tired when we raise our hands of faith. From verse 15 to 19, there appears people who does not enter into the Sabbath. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. These are the people who went out of Egypt following Moses. Verse 16, who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all those Moses led out of Egypt? They were not the people who just, who just attended the church. They all witnessed this great event of Red Sea being split open. But, but at the end, they, were, they failed to enter into Sabbath. They were separated from God. Verse 17, And with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies perished in the wilderness? Those people who sinned. And sin back then, it meant their complaints. Uh, and when they complained, God said, They have committed sin toward me. And toward those people, God called them sinners. Is our things, is the things that we have witnessed in our community small? The things that God is doing through our community is not small. After seeing these kind of things over and over again, you keep asking the Lord, Lord, show me again, again. Lastly, the ones who have not been obedient. The ones who have sinned, the ones who, who did not believe, who failed their faith before God.
여기서 설교가 끝나고요 그쵸? 마지막 절 크게 예수를 깊이 생각하라 그분이 so, 누구냐? 사도이시며 우리의 사명이 뭔지 알죠? 우리는 And what is our calling? Is to be brother to Jesus Christ. And in order to secure that calling, what do we have to secure to? Is our faith. And this author of Hebrews, he has compared us to, to the Jewish tribe and to Moses. Moses did not let his hands down. And whenever his hands felt tired, he had, he had a community to help him to raise his arms. And they shared the victory together. But because of this one small stubborn heart, who, which cannot uh, turn them to, to God, all tribes, Immediately, all tribes ended in the wilderness. Maybe there are some people who felt that unfair. Oh, I didn't complain. That person did. But God said, God does not like um, distinguish from one another. I believe there will be a proclamation of rest, uh, restore and recover next week. Um, maybe not, as I look at Pastor Ham's face. But anyways, the wilderness. Wilderness was a place that everyone is being judged. But through wilderness, Joshua and Caleb, they met God and they received the name of God. In the place of judgment, there is always a grace who is coming before the throne of God. Although we have judgment before us, but keep your faith under His grace. This is a new season. We have called together under the heavenly calling. If you are in, staying in your own world, you cannot go together. The speed is so quick and so fast. How fast it is? I am so afraid. Our children have changed a lot. And whenever we decide something in, in the school, last time, Every Wednesday, our high schoolers, they pray together. And we had an inspiration to go to Pastor Kim and pray for him. And I told them, um, I have an inspiration to, to go pray for Pastor Kim. And Young Gong said, oh, should I go and ask him? And he told us, oh, hey, my father told us to come. So we went, and, and Pastor Kim told us to pray for him, <laughs> he said, well, I'm busy, so do it quick, <laughs> you know how he is. And he said, hey, hey, do it quickly. And the students went around them, and he prayed, and they prayed, and Pastor Kim stopped them. And Pastor Kim said, hey, if you want to pray, come and lay your hands on me. And we uh, laid our hands on him and we prayed. 
And pastor Kim, and on the day pastor Kim after prayer, he said, hey, you guys make a special team, special force. <laughs> special force of prayer. And we were like, what? <laughs> and, our, and our teacher, and our teachers, we made a discussion on what time we should meet. And I told the students, hey, uh, these special forces, they do not have different um, like fixed schedules. If something is urgent, you have to gather. And as I was preparing for the sermon, I received a message. I received a message from Pastor Yoon that Pastor Kim told him to make the high schoolers together and pray for him. So whenever there's a message, we need to obey, right? And I, I sent the message to the pastors. We will have this special uh, prayer meeting in, in 8 o'clock. And at 8 o'clock, 70% of the students came. Such a, such a nice kids, right? So they prayed together. And before an hour, everybody came. And they prayed for Pastor King. And they did not expect that kind of gathering, urgent gathering would happen so quickly, but we, we prayed for him. And Pastor Kim um, replied to us, hey, because of this special prayer, I feel better. And in 12 o'clock in the morning, we received another message uh, from Pastor Kim to pray uh, continuously, fight continuously. So this is not a time only for the high schoolers to pray, but we need to encourage one another. And we need to help one another to raise their hands in order to uh, be victorious. This is a word that we should share all the glory together. Next. Um, this is the Bible verse um, from Numbers. This is a picture that I saw in the vision. In 2 Corinthians, I received lots of messages from, from the sermons of 2 Corinthians. And I, on the last day of the session, on the last session, I saw a vision of two crosses. One is the one is cross of salvation, one is cross of sin. At first, as I was approaching to this cross, I was very, uh, very distracted in my heart. But Jesus, as he was bearing his cross, I was telling Jesus, Oh, Jesus, wait a little bit. And I found myself keep um, putting something under that cross. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, build monument of, of, of the records of myself that I want to boast toward him. I have done this good in that day. I have ministered that good in, on that day. And in order to um, gather those things together, I, I refuse to bear the cross. 
I want to decorate my cross with this carnation that I received from the parents' day. And Jesus said, I was naked and I did not have anything when I was crucified. And that was my spirit of religion. In my word, I say, Oh Lord, I want to bear the cross, but, but one by one, I want to raise my name, I want to raise my honor, the things that I wanted. And I refuse to bear the cross, be crucified. Such a grace that God showed me that picture. And I ask only the glory without being crucified, without the cross. But he's so humble that he did not rebuke me. What are you doing? But instead, but instead he was keep saying, I did not have anything. That session on that night, I rolled on the floor and I repented. And people like me would put something that I have done good, but there are probably people who will put those things that they have not done well under the cross. But you have to get rid of all those. Being simple, following Jesus Christ, following the goal. All your memories that you have done good, you have done bad. All you have to do is to just bear the cross. So we have to examine ourselves whether I am bearing the cross and what am I putting under the cross. Because of shame and the mistakes that they have made before, uh, many people are, are refusing to do the ministry. No one remembers that except for the enemies. Lord, let me cleanse everything through your word and let me re-begin. Let me restart all my ministry. This is something that our, our uh, Elbong Church should confess. Do not say ever again that oh, because of this mistake, this, this failure, I cannot do. No. God will do miraculously the new things and He is doing new works. Today, live by the Holy Spirit. Listen to His voice. Bible does not consider unbelief lightly. When you don't believe, you will be stubborn immediately. When you become stubborn immediately, God will be angry immediately. When, you, when God is angry, then you will be deceived immediately then you will be stuck in your own thoughts. Church is entering into the glory.
Church is surely, truly entering into the glory. And I believe that we have, we are sharing in this heavenly calling. I believe that we will receive that glory all together too. We will share that glory. Next, lastly. So we should all confirm the victory of all conferences. We don't know where we're going. But in order to do that, not, not just the faith of Moses, but also calling of Aaron and Hur, we need to be in the right positions. Next. So we, this is the schedule, time, time schedule of the intercession. You guys see this? When you look at the schedule, you, you can calculate and say, Oh, I can attend this time, that time. No, do not do that. If you do only the things that you are able to do, then when, you, when will you overcome your body? When will you overcome your flesh? Challenge yourself. And even the LA conference um, is not listed there. Okay, there, there it is. I believe that the intercession will be glorious. So whenever uh, they are sending us the message that, oh, it is tough, it is difficult, but do not let go of your faith. Do not let your arms down. Become Aaron and Hur. And when we taste this great victory, I don't know where God will take us to. So next. In the book of John Vivier, uh, Salvation, he saw a vision in the, in the, for the end time. He saw an army, and, and these, these soldiers, they, they do not have faith. But we are not like that. This is not time for us to look at others' face. When we, when we follow the Holy Spirit, we are all following one purpose. I believe this will uh, take place from this conference. Let's pray together.